Hello everyone, classmates and Mark. Welcome back to the Grace and Gratitude podcast hosted by yours truly. My name is Jessica Boulder and in this episode I'm going to be discussing how to live with gratitude and a grace that is undeserved. I personally find podcasts a very helpful way for me to stay connected in my faith journey. Many people that I look up to host their own podcasts, so that is what has inspired me to use this uh, for this class assignment. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I began really praying about what I could speak on through my lived experiences and most importantly, what the Lord wanted to say through me, what he had for me putting this together, and hopefully something he has for you as well. And lately, God has been teaching me various ways he can turn a discouraging, evil situation and use it for good, even if I haven't seen the light at the end of the tunnel in many of these situations, I'm learning to trust in his timing and learning to make him the treasure of my life. Romans 8:28 says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him. I'll be the first to admit I love God, but not everything in my life always feels good or right necessarily. But I'm realizing that God didn't promise us that, and I'm sure that our versions of good look different most of the time. And I think I'm thankful for that. I'm not proud of who I am without Jesus. And frankly, if I was living my version of good, I would still be in a toxic, abusive relationship that I couldn't pull myself out of because I thought that I loved him. But I thank God that Jesus loved me more. It is him that makes us whole, leads us to kindness, forgiveness, joy amidst chaos, and peace without understanding. Matt Woodley in his commentary on Matthew writes, There is room in our hearts for a multitude of loves. However, there is room for only one treasure. Because Jesus is for us, he wants us to have the right treasure, God and his kingdom. If anything usurps God's rightful place as our treasure, we're in trouble. Eventually, we'll lose every lesser, phony treasure. What's your treasure? Is your heart divided? James writes that the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. How are you doubting God's power in your life? Is there an area of your life where Christ is not made the treasure? What's the Lord saying to you right now? Let's take a moment, we'll take a quick break, and and come back. I did my first assignment on the parable of the lost son. It came easy for me to write about because of how much I'm able to relate to it. Stories have a way of communicating like that. The story tells of a son who turns his back on his faithful father, demanding his inheritance, wastes it all on worldly treasures that flee and leave him off more broken than he was before. And when the son returns home, the father does not say, I told you so or hold any resentment or bitterness, but rather he welcomes his son. He throws a party, elated with joy as his son has returned home. 
I don't know about you, but immediately I am able to see myself as that younger son. I know that the same way the father in the story welcomes the son and rejoices at his return home is the same way my heavenly father feels towards me and towards all of us. But that doesn't always feel so easy to accept. And to be honest with you, I didn't really used to think I needed God that much at all. Sure, I had believed in him, but giving my life to him or making him the number one treasure of my heart, that all used to seem like a little much for me. Just a few short years ago, and as a later teen, pursuing and intentionally having a relationship with Jesus wasn't necessarily considered the coolest thing to do. I was living with a heart that was divided. I experienced much pain, heartbreak, and sadness from this. Much like the younger son, I had seeked satisfaction and identity from everything else in this world other than my Heavenly Father, which left me broken and confused. But still, every day I lived in sin, I felt the Lord pursuing me. He offered me a grace I wasn't quite willing or ready to accept. It felt almost illogical to me. An unconditional love I hadn't quite experienced before. It was hard to believe. Maybe you've experienced these emotions as well. We know that God desires our whole hearts. And Matt 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there our hearts will be also. The Lord knows the repercussions that come with treasuring the world over his kingdom. And he wants us to save us that pain from living with a heart that is divided. Lately, I've been feeling a sense of detachment from my world, knowing that I'm at such a pivotal point in my life. The changes I have made these past few years, even these past few months switching up and deciding to pursue ministry, where I've come from and where I'm going, and the literal night and day difference between the two. People's opinions about my life decisions, friends who don't get it, or family members who can't seem to understand. It always feels like somebody has something to say. Maybe you feel similarly. Personally, I still struggle carrying constant feelings of unworthiness, shame, and regret, feeling like maybe I'm not cut out for this journey ahead. To say the least, it's been a long road of accepting grace for myself. I was talking with one of my best friends earlier this week, who I'm so thankful for, and she was chatting to me about what the Lord was teaching her. She was saying how when our hearts aren't willing to forgive ourselves, when we still live burdened by shame or guilt, when we can't move on from mistakes we've made or sin that we once allowed to consume us, we lack faith that God really is as great as he is. We fail to believe that his grace covers us perfectly and that he sees us no differently. I hope you also have friends that bring up these simultaneously sweet but also convicting reminders. The Lord says in Isaiah that he makes our sin white as snow. We are covered. Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. What does that mean to you? Let's take a moment and ponder together. My first thought immediately was undeserved. Like, I just want to shake God and tell him, nope, not worth it, and don't waste your time or your breath. And yeah, it is undeserved, 
We won't ever deserve the grace we have been so freely given. But when I look at the root of why I think that, I admit it's from doubting God and the price that Jesus paid on the cross. I'm essentially saying I know better. How can I offer forgiveness and grace to others when I still hold that resentment towards myself? If I choose to partner and identify with that, then I'm not walking in the theology that the price has already been paid. I begin to doubt that God keeps no record of our transgressions. I know that he does not withhold good things from us based on our behaviors. True repentance and and confession to Christ means game over. How many times have you repented of something but then still wallowed in shame? Jesus said, it is finished. And he'll say it to our souls over and over again. Friends, let's walk in that truth. Well, that wraps up our time together. I thank you for taking your time to listen today, and I encourage you to ponder if there are any ways you are failing to accept grace for yourself. Yeah, just thinking, how can we better serve our Lord, believe in his inconspicuous ways and unconditional love and grace, and walk in true freedom? Jesus does not want us to live in shame. So today, I'm choosing to believe that the best is yet to come and that God can use any situation for my good, knowing that he knows better than me. I would just like to close in prayer. Father, thank you for this class. I thank you for your grace. I pray that the words said in this podcast would resonate with those listening, and I pray that we can receive your love with gratitude, knowing there is nothing else better. And in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Bye.